The giving season is nearing, and with that, Portage Health Foundation is proud to announce we have opened up applications for nonprofits interested in being part of Giving Tuesday. During the last five years, we have raised nearly $2 million for nonprofit organizations in Baraga, Houghton, Keweenaw, and Ontonagon counties. This year, we're hoping to have our best year yet. For eligibility requirements and a link to apply, visit phfgive.org slash givingtuesday. The deadline is Sunday, October 2nd at 11.59 p.m. Nonprofits can apply now at phfgive.org slash givingtuesday. Welcome back to segment two of Copper Country Today. I'm Todd Van Dyke. Our program brought to you by the Portage Health Foundation. We're talking with candidates for the Houghton County Board of Commissioners in contested races coming up on the November ballot. We opened up with the candidates in District 3. Now we move to District 2, where a Democrat and a Republican are vying to replace the uh, late Al Koskala, who wasn't running for re-election in the first place, but unfortunately did pass away recently. And the first candidate that I welcome in is the Republican candidate, Joel Karanen. Joel, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Todd. And I know that Al was a family member of yours, so condolences on his passing. He was, yeah. He was uh, my uncle, my mom's brother, and he was a good mentor. Spent a lot of time at his house growing up playing football and basketball and hockey and uh, a lot of good memories. And he was a good good role model and good example for myself growing up. And uh, I won't be able to fill his big shoes, but Albert taught me a lot, and I look forward to you know, bringing, bringing some of him back to the county because I think he was good for Houghton County. He'll be missed. Why make the decision to try to succeed him? I'm, I'm sorry, why? Yeah, why, why, do you, why did you decide to try to succeed him on the board? Um, well, twofold. Again, there's, he has influenced my life and, you know, being in local politics. Again, I, my platform, the more pol- politics to be local, the better it is. I feel like being a lifelong resident of this county, a lifelong resident of the Copper Country for 46, going on 47 years, um, I just feel like I can give something back to the community. I feel like I'm, uh, you know, it's a good, uh, just knowing the area and community and people, I think it's a good thing. Um, and just being able to listen and, you know, going into this without an, really without an agenda, you know, to listen to people. Like, for example, I was in a courthouse last week and just talking to some of the ladies there saying, just listening to them, like getting, getting feedback from them and how can we, as a county board, how can we help them, you know, and what are their concerns? And I think that's, as a local elected official, I think that's what you have to do. Let's start with that issue, if we can, because it has come up recently that there are some staffing shortages at the courthouse, county clerk's office, the prosecutor's office. Um, is the county appropriately staffed, or should some additional uh, positions be added in those cases? I guess I'm looking from a private citizen right now, Todd, and I would. And my answer to that is yes. Uh, as an example, today I, I went to the building department for something, and the, nobody was there to take my take my application. And I understand that people are busy and got things going on, but I think it'd be it's frustrating if you have a lunch break and you run to the courthouse for a death certificate, birth certificate, marriage certificate, or a building permit, and the office is closed. I'm sure there's a good reason why the office is closed, but to me. In a situation like that, to me, it just can't be. It's going to be frustration. You know, the county residents are paying the, the county workers basically you know they're paying their paycheck right and if there is a shortage we got to look at why it is and when we need people there you know like in the clerk's office for example i i'm there quite a bit over the years being in the funeral business and getting death certificates sure right now i think there's two two ladies there and in the past there's always been four ladies in that office so you know wh- what do we need to do to staff it what's going on what, what's what's the you know what's what's going on i guess and what's shortages is it is it salaries is it uh not getting paid enough is it people just not coming back to work 
So I, I don't know the issues, but I would definitely say if you're asking me, I think there is a, a staffing problem and a shortage of workers. And how do we manage that for the citizens of the county? Joel, I, I keep asking this question year after year because the uh, the issue has been hanging out there year after year, and that, of course, is the county jail. There are issues with the existing county jail, and there have been proposals over the years to replace the county jail, upgrade the county jail. The latest track is that the county board has been looking at purchasing property, at least, and with that per- property purchased, then be able to put together a plan to take to voters. Do you think think the county is on the right track with this or would you want to approach it differently i i believe they are um you know obviously we're talking about the apostolic church i'm assuming you know their property there where they're looking to build everything else i've heard you know over the years and i've been been voting on these as well over the years um this seems like the most reasonable option the the best best option i've heard of you know we heard camp kitwin and, and we can go through those but everything else just seemed to not be a good fit this seems like uh, a good fit. Again, I do think we need to be pursuing, you know, this this option. You know, again, I'm just talking as a private citizen right now with, without being in a lot of the conversations and board meetings and everything else. But it sure seems like this is a, a win-win, you know, that uh, it's, this building seems, location is good, parking, you know, there's land there, the building's usable, you know, to some extent, and not be adding more on there, but then that would alleviate, uh, you know, I go into the courthouse often, as I was saying, it just seems like, you know, I haven't talked to them personally in every office yet, but they're they're cramped for space, whether it's the equalization department or the, uh, you know, the clerk's office. It's just there's not a lot of extra room in there. So I would, again, this is just me talking to you right now and the citizens are saying, well, if that county jail has moved, it seems like then the courthouse, maybe some of the courthouse responsibilities can be moved with a jail and maybe some of the courthouse offices can be moved over to where the current jail is. You know, it just seems like we don't, there's not a lot of room there for the ladies and men to work in there. It just seems like it's a very congested environment. There was a report that came out several years ago that did not paint a very favorable picture of the health of the existing county building. So is that something that might have to be looked at as well in terms of safety issues, electrical issues, egress issues, things like that? just talking as a private citizen right now i mean the building's beautiful i mean that's you can't build them like that anymore it's a hundred years old i'd never want to lose it and take it out of the county hands but what can we how much can we keep there what can we transfer out of there to make it more efficient use more user friendly but still keep that as houghton county maybe there's just one department there but definitely don't want to lose that building Uh, it's a great great asset to the community it just you know it's what you see when you drive down the hill from quincy hill and you see the courthouse there but it definitely seems like we need to be in the 21st century, and it just seems like the space is just not there. You know, we can't, uh, we're landlocked, you're, there's roads in all sides, and a, and a sheriff's office and parking decks. It just seems like you'd be better off to have one department or one or two departments in the county courthouse currently and move the rest when the jail hopefully or potentially is, is moved to a different location and, and, and built there. This is all going to cost money. There have been bond issues that have floated before, millage issues, I should say, that have been floated before and have been turned down by voters. Is this something that should be taken to the voters again? Oh, definitely. I definitely think so. And I think, you know, and I think we're, we're, we're kind of vetting that, you know, we like you said, there's been how many referendums have been voted down, you know, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I think if you go in the courthouse and if you go in the jail, again, I've just been not through the whole departments, but just as a private citizen. And you go in there and it's it's just not that, they're cramped for space, you know, and, and the jail, and I haven't been in the cells, but again, it's it's the jail's 
50 or 60 years old, I believe. I mean, it's and it's just not you know the safety when the when the inmate escaped, you know, how many years ago, and and you know transporting the prisoners from outside the jail to the courthouse, and at times that's just not a it's just not safe for the uh, you know it's not safe for the the, the public. I feel. Talking with Joel Karanen, he's the Republican candidate for the Houghton County Board of Commissioners seat in District 2. Um, we're putting the COVID-19 adventure in our rearview mirror at this point, but looking back, there was criticism of the uh, the, the Western UP Health Department, and some of that came from members of the Houghton County Commission. And there has been talk, frankly, that if... Uh, you know, that there might be a, a move to defund, to, to reduce the county's support for the health department. Um, is that something that you would favor, or what is your take on that now that we're looking back on things? I think that's a good question, Tom, and it's a great question, actually. I think any time that there's, there's, there's power in unelected bureaucrats, it's always a red flag to me. You know, if someone doesn't like what I'm doing in Schoolcraft Township, guess what? Vote me out. You know, when, when coming in, there's these mandates, and that's the hot-button issue, right, where this, nothing's been voted into law or, you know, legislators haven't acted on this or the county board hasn't done this or your local unit of the government didn't do it. When you get a mandate, I feel like, yes, people people will get their dander up, and it was, for I feel, for good reason, you know, and it's just what's what's the rationale, you know, these mandates and what what is, what is happening. So as far as funding, I wouldn't say yes or no right now. I want to look at their funding and how is it done. And a lot of this stuff, you know, should – can they be self-funding? Okay, health department, if we're talking that department right now, how much can they self-fund themselves with, okay, permits for septics and wells and the things that they do and inspections, you know, and, and what's their revenue stream? To be honest with you, I don't know exactly right now, just as a private citizen. I'm sure a lot of it comes from the, obviously, the state and federal federal governments, you know, but also they're, they're, in, a local, they're in a local area. And I think they need to be mindful of that, who they're working with and really who, you know, the, the people that they're working for. The mandates that they carried out, of course, were not created by them. They were created by the state. Is it fair to put the microscope on the local people who were carrying out the state orders, or should that microscope instead be shifted towards the state people? Well, I mean, yeah, I get this from the state, but the, again, mandates, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, basically came down from the executive branch, right? These are all the things I think what people wanted is to have a say in this. They wanted to have a voice in this. You look at different states, different countries, how they dealt with the COVID, COVID pandemic. You look at Sweden, you look at how the state of Florida did compared to the state of Michigan compared to different states. What, you know, I think there's a lot to be learned from that rather than just having one blanket statement. You look at clearly what red states did and what blue states did are different. And I think that's what people are saying is, look, give us, let's let's go through this, the proper channels, rather than using, as far as I'm concerned, antiquated, you know, mandates and things, you know, like at the, uh, the abortion ruling or whatever. You know, I just heard in the news, you go back to this 19 archaic law and, you know, so it's, let, let's get up to date with everything and say, look, let's have a debate on this. And again, if people, if the legislator voted on these mandates or whatever, whatever it was for COVID, then you, then you got an avenue to say, look, okay. Todd and Joel voted for this. We agree with it or don't agree with it. Let's vote them out. That's all I'm saying. I think the more the more local we have this stuff, and the more that people are on the record. Again, yeah, they're they're getting they're getting their their orders from headquarters, so to speak, right? Yeah, and if you're in that department, you got to follow them. But I just think the people. I just think the the important part was the the people that were left out of it. Got about a minute left here, Joel. But real quickly, are there any other issues that you would like to carry with you to the county board? 
yes and no. I mean, I just, I look forward to learning a lot and listening a lot, but also just the roads, you know, in our current, you know, in Schoolcraft Township, we have a road millage and we're trying to do the best we can for our citizens. I think the better our roads are, you know, turning gravel roads into paved roads, it helps our tax base, it helps people's property values. And I think a lot of, you know, what the county's, county board did with allocating some COVID money to the county road commission to matching funds is a great thing. I really think that's, that's, that's a big thing. I think that would really help our community. You drive around communities, small communities in the state of Wisconsin, you hardly ever find a gravel road. It doesn't take long to find a gravel road in Houghton County. That's not a criticism of anybody. It's just the facts. And I just deal in reality. And how do we fix that? How do we help these small communities, you know, people in all the different townships and cities and villages, you know, that can, how do we, can we take some of that COVID money that we got? And that'd be a boost for everybody. You know, and I just, uh, that's one of my, not agendas, but one of my ideas. And it's like roads, you know, and our county does a great job. The county road commission does a great job of, of caring for our roads and plowing our roads. But of course, if they had more money, they'd even do a better job, I feel. Joel Carradin running for Houghton County District 2 as a Republican. Real quickly, please, if folks have questions about your candidacy or what you stand for, is there a way they can get in touch? They can call me on my cell phone, Todd. It's uh, 370-4600. I'm always available. Thank you, Joel Karanen. Thank you. Thanks for the time. The second candidate for the Houghton County District 2 seat is the Democrat, Daniel Watrous from the Dollar Bay area, and he joins me now on Copper Country Today. Daniel, welcome to the program. Thank you for agreeing to talk with me for a while. Thank you, Todd. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Give me the, the nickel tour, so to speak. Uh, well, I'm a lifelong Michigander. I've spent my entire life in the state of Michigan, with the exception of four years in the Air Force. Come from a predominantly working-class background, from working-class parents, from good union families. That got my interest in politics from as far as I can remember. So this is my next logical step. Do you have any uh, specific background in government at this point? Have you served on any committees, other local offices, that kind of thing that you carry into this race? No, not currently. I'm sorry, but this will be my first. All right. Why did you decide to make the run for public office now, and why the Houghton County Board? Well, there were several strong issues I noted happening in the local area, and... I just feel I have the skills that I can assist the commission and the people of Houghton County. So the the seat came open. Of course, you're running to replace the late Al Koskala, who served a number of years in that seat. He was a Republican. Um, it is considered to be generally a heavily Republican area. What gives you an indication that perhaps you as a Democrat might be able to take this election? I'm bringing to the table a common-sense approach to government where I feel working with the other commissioners and the community, we can affect real change. All right. Um, let's talk about, uh, Daniel Watrous, some of the hot-button issues that the county board is facing, starting with one that I keep asking people about year after year after year because it doesn't exactly go away. The jail. 
It's been on the front burner for a long, long time. At this point, the county is looking at purchasing property along Sharon Avenue that might serve as a site for a jail. They need to have that in place before they would go to the electorate with a plan and a request for a millage. Um, Is the county on the right track in the way they're going, or would you want them to approach it differently? Oh, I fully support our uh, Curtin County Commission and their efforts to build the new jail. It is, as you say, a problem that will not go away, and they've had, from what I understand, they've had compliance issues for a number of years. Building a new jail will aid them in overcrowding, which has been a long problem, and the more support for our local law enforcement and sheriff. It should ease some of their burden having an updated facility. Now, this has been proposed before. There have been a couple of different proposals to either build or update the current facility, and voters each time have turned it down. How do we go back to the voters and say, we really do need to go ahead and do this, and and how do we sell a plan this time around? Selling a plan might be difficult, but given the outdated facility that we have, I would say it's a public safety issue that a new new modern updated facility is absolutely needed. It is essential to growth in the copper country. So you would support the effort that is currently underway, and obviously there's no plan yet, but there is at least a a method forward that they have been looking at. Let's talk about uh, recycling, because that has been a major issue in the county. Is recycling something that we should continue to be making investment in, or is it something that way up here in the sticks perhaps uh, is something that's not as efficient as people might think? Well, I've always supported recycling as a way of using renewable resources, it's good on the environment, which is an area we all should look at. The environment is essential. So if saving a bottle in a can is going to help people, I'm all for it. Talking with Daniel Watrous, he is running for Houghton County Commission in District 2, facing Joel Karanen. That's the district, of course, that was held by the late Al Koskala for many years. We are putting, at least beginning to put, the COVID-19 epidemic uh, in our rearview mirrors. There was a lot of controversy, of course, associated with that. Some of it was focused on the Western Upper Peninsula District Health Department, which is supported by the Houghton County Board, by Houghton County. Uh, There have been, and were through that period of time, calls to stop funding the health department because of their work enforcing the rules that were laid down for them by the state of Michigan. Um, Rate for me the kind of job you think the county health department did, and should there be action taken to change the county's support of the health department? I feel strongly that we should support our health department, especially in the areas of mental health and care for our senior citizens, such as the issue with the Houghton County Medical Facility over in Hancock. This is an area that I feel we should totally fund. It is essential to be able to care for our senior senior citizens and low-income members of the Copper Country. I know I'll... 
Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Some of them just cannot afford to go to the hospital. If it's a choice to be in the hospital and eat, this is this is a decision people shouldn't make. It's routinely in the news. People are choosing between filling prescriptions and paying their rent. This is an area we need to do vast improvement on. It's been underfunded for decades. I know you told me off air that you have some background in providing uh providing long-term care, that kind of thing. What specific things do you think, from someone who's been on that side of it, what specific things do you think the county can do to support those who are currently giving care at Canal View? Money. Provide adequate funding for training of the staff so that the staff can handle the workload. Overworked, underpaid staff is not an efficient staff. More work needs to be done in funding our social and mental health facilities in the Copper Country. Where would that money come from? Because the county budget is not exactly flush with cash. Are there programs that you see that might be trimmed back? Mm. As to the budgetary information, I don't have that currently in front of me, so I really would not feel comfortable commenting on that specific issue. All right, uh, fair enough. Daniel Watrous is Democratic candidate for the Houghton County Board of Commissioners District 2 seat. Um, Are there other, as we get towards the end of this segment, are there other issues that you would like to see the Houghton County Board address and that you would want to bring up if you are elected in November? areas of interest that I've found, and that would be maintaining a commercial air service at the Houghton County Airport, which they are currently taking bids for, and that issue should be wrapped up by January before the new commission takes over. Having an air carrier for the Houghton area is essential for both our commercial and tourism industry, keeping our current air service or a new one will bring tourist and commercial dollars to the Copper Country. Yeah, it is essential in terms of business development here as we work especially on some of those high-tech issues that we like to push forward with. Hancock's new uh, commercial and uh, and, and uh, technology park, that's got to be an essential issue. Of course, a lot of that is out of our hands in terms of hoping that somebody applies to be our carrier. Are there specific things you can think of that would help to make sure that that we can do as a county that would help to make sure that there are applicants for this service and somebody's going to continue? I honestly don't have an answer to what the community can do to assist in keeping or getting a carrier for the airport. Yeah, it's it's one of those frustrating issues because it's it's so largely out of our hands. We all know that it's important, and yet there's this whole process out there, and we're dependent on some small carrier looking at the subsidy being offered by the federal government and saying, oh, yeah, yep, let's go ahead and do that. So you mentioned one other issue. Was there something else that you wanted to bring up? Well, there is a little matter of the American Rescue Act fund. It seems at the moment to me there's been a lack of public interest or input on how we should spend that money. One of my personal pet projects would have to be 
broadband internet for both commercial and, say, student and senior citizens under the American Rescue Act, those funds can be used to expand commercial as well as residential broadband, making it easier for our businesses and students to communicate, work, and or study remotely. This is an area we can expand with COVID funds. All right, and with that, we have to wrap this segment up, Daniel Wantress. Uh, before I do, though, if there are people who are curious about your positions in District 2 who might be considering uh, their vote coming up, is there a way that they can touch base with you? Is there a way that they can find out what you stand for or ask you specific questions? Hmm. I don't currently have a website that I can give an address to. Well, I'm one of the people that would benefit from expanded broadband okay <laughs> all right um thank you so much daniel watrus for being part of the program and best wishes as the race continues okay thank you very much if i can make a closing thought sure quickly please i'd just like to say it's been a privilege for the members of houghton county to put their trust in me to run as their delegate for district two and I would like to urge all the members of Houghton County to get out November 8th and vote. If you happen to be living in District 2, I would really actually appreciate a vote.